0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the word. the Secrets to success and we 're looking at david 's mighty men, and so we 're going to get back into that series and the reason why they call them secrets to success is because a lot of times they 're not well known. these are secrets that are in the kingdom of god, and, and i 'm excited about this powerful uh, truth today in the kingdom that goes a long way with the, with the guys, uh, with the, the lord and so I want us to look today. If you open your Bibles, won't you stand to your feet with me like we always do? We just stand in honor of God's Word. Open to 2 Samuel chapter 23, and here we find the warriors of King David. And these were men that went from underdogs to overcomers, and we talked about that. And so if you're new and just now joining us, you can go on our YouTube channel, and those messages are there, Secrets to Success. We're looking at David's mighty men. And these are ways that we're uh, believing that we're going to see success and more uh, fruit in our life, more in 24, right? This is a foundational series for the rest of the year. So we're learning these things from these ordinary men who were in debt and depressed and bitter at life, and were in a rough place, but they teamed up with the right person, King David, at the right time, and God turn these ordinary people into extraordinary, extraordinary warriors, and some of these principles, all of these principles is something we can learn in our own lives, and so chapter 23, 2 Samuel chapter 23, let's just look at one verse today, one guy in verse 11, this is Shama. everybody say Shama. Shama. he's one of my favorites, so these two next messages are my favorite out of this whole chapter. Verse 11 says, and after him was Shama, the son of Agi, the Harite. and the Philistines, these, the Philistines are the enemy, they were gathered together into a troop, and there was a peace, that word peace means a small portion, a small portion of ground full of lentils, little lentils, and the people fled, and they ran from the Philistines, but Shammah, stationed himself in the middle of the ground. He defended that little piece of ground. And he slew the Philistines. And I love this. And the Lord brought a great victory. The Lord brought a great victory. We looked at Adino and he taught us how to face overwhelming odds and how to overcome them. We looked at Eleazar and he taught us how to overcome weariness. Today, the Lord gave me this message, and Shama is going to teach us how to be faithful with the few, the little things. So, Lord, we pray that your blessing would be upon us and our giving and our time together. You've already moved in such a special way. We thank you, God. Anoint me, Lord, to speak this word of this little story that you have preserved over thousands of years, God that has even been cited in famous military battles and great leaders and throughout history. We thank you, God, that we can look at it today in 2024 and apply this principle today. I pray you, you, Lord, just bless us today as we listen to your word. Have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Sarah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I had, uh, there's a game on tonight, and I I think I speak for all Detroiters, Uh, we really don't care, and uh, I even seen one of the Kroger's here in Metro Detroit, it was on the news, they got a Super Bowl cake, and it says Super Bowl, I think it's 58, and it says on the cake, someone versus someone else, go Lions, you know, amen, so... So, so, you know, it is what it is. So I looked up what the main thing about tonight is about and that's the food. Uh, So I just looked up, you know, um, I actually had Felicia look up the top five foods that many people are going to be eating this uh, evening as they watch the game, and I don't know what they are exactly, but I just want to know how many people are here, if you like these kind of hors d'oeuvres or not. So this is the number five, number five, the fifth fifth most popular food tonight is pigs in the blanket, I don't know, how many pigs in the blanket people we got here, I don't know, some of y'all love that stuff, okay, okay, number four, jalapeno poppers, okay, that's that's some good stuff there. We had some at the last, uh, at the Lions Super Bowl, which was uh, that one game t- last week. There was some good jalapeno poppers there. Number three, pizza. I mean, pizza people we got here. Yeah, come on, somebody. Who has the best pizza? One, two, three. Yes. <laughs> good pizza. Hey, Amen. A lot of good pieces, uh, pizza places around here. Number two, I was su- potato skins. I don't know, man, but here's number one. The number one top food that people are going to eat is buffalo wings. All right, chicken wings. Okay, yeah. Give it up for chicken wings. Amen. My list would be a little different, to be honest with you. Nachos would be out there. Come on, somebody. You know what uh, but let me get this back into spiritual things before I lose you on food. You know what's not on this list? And I looked and looked, and I couldn't find it on any list anywhere for any super bowl party or really any gathering and that is lentils
1: <laughs> even in
0: in in soups lentils rank soup you know lentil soups pretty good it's like down the number 12 i mean it's, it's nowhere on the list for something that we think is top five. And if you read this story, and if you're, you're new and you're getting in your Bible and you read the story like this, you find this awesome warrior who gave, he risked his life over some lentils. And you're like, what is this guy? This guy must love him some lentil soup. Well, I want you to know something. It's never been about the lentils. It's not about the lentils at all. Shama is not fighting because he loved those lentils. God wants us to know that Shama risked his life and he fought for that little piece of land because he was faithful with the little things that God has given him. It might not have been nachos. It might not have been a, land, a big piece of land with, you know, corn, or it wasn't his, his livestock. It was a little piece of beans that everybody else was like, It's not important to me. The enemy can have it. And they took off. But Shama shows us that we need to be thankful and grateful and want to fight for the little things that God has given us. It's faithfulness is what this story is all about. Everybody say faithfulness. This is the thing that's a secret in the kingdom of God. It's not real pretty. It's not real snazzy. There's not a lot of lights and smoke and mirrors. It's just plain old faithfulness. But faithfulness goes a long way in the eyes of God. What does the word faithful mean? Now, you want to write these bullet points down before we get into the real message, okay? How many are going to give me time today? Come on. Lions ain't playing. It ain't till 630, so who cares? This is a message that will really change your life, I'm telling you, because this is the secret to success in the kingdom of God that many in 2024, in our Western society, in our fast-paced, what's-next kind of mentality, we lose and we, we have lost the value of what it means to be faithful. Faithful means it's the act of remaining loyal, steadfast. That's an old English term for standing firm and standing strong. Trustworthy. Say it again. It's the act of remaining loyal. Faithfulness is the most valuable quality of the Christian life. It's one thing to believe in God, but it's an entirely different thing to be faithful to God. The Bible says even the devil believes in God. But he ain't faithful. He's got to submit to the word of God. He has to. He don't want to. It's not a willing thing. He, he doesn't want to stand in that pea patch and defend that little patch of lentils. He's, he has to do it. We as God's people need to get to the place where we love, we care enough for that little patch of land that we're willing to stand and fight for. Who am I talking to today? It means that this is what God wants us to be. Being faithful, listen, will shape the way you live your life being faithful will shape the way you live your life if you're one thing in our, even in our culture to be married it's another thing to be faithful and loyal in that marriage come on somebody i mean there's reality shows that will tempt you if you're married and put it on camera follow you around with all these half naked pretty men or women just to see you it's like an entertainment thing and it's it's like well we can't get enough of it in our society and our culture and the value of staying strong. And even growing up in my context, it was all about how much money you had and how many girls and relationships you can have. But God and His kingdom is totally different. It's not about how much stuff you have. You don't need more stuff, you need more faith. It's not about how many women you're with, fellas. It's how long you can stay committed and loyal to the one that God has given you. All the married people I ought to be saying, Amen. In the kingdom of God, it's not about who can preach the best, who can sing the best. It's not about how much money, who can give the most. In the kingdom of God, it's all about who can be faithful the longest with what they have. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Amen. Proverbs says it like this. Most men will proclaim his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? And I know if you're single, this is your verse. <laughs> if you're a woman, who can find... You look, hey, ladies... You want to wait for that faithful man if he's been in six relationships in six years unless you want to be number seven you better hold up you got to show me some faithfulness everyone will declare how good they are when we were putting this church together when renovating it right before our grand opening and then COVID, it went in that order we had someone come to the church, hey, you guys got a youth pastor. We were in the middle of, Brother Kavar was just in that transition and he had a friend actually that came. It was like, hey, you know, I got a friend that's a youth pastor. He wants to know if you're hiring a youth pastor. And I said, well, we're, I already said in my mind, no, but I wanted to hear it since he's here just uh, what his little spear was. And he goes, oh, man, you know my buddy? He's been in every major church. And he started naming these churches that I I have good friends with many of the pastors naming these churches off, man. He was here, he was here, he was here, here. And the more he talked, he didn't even realize that he thought he was impressing me, more red flags was going off. (laughs) And I stopped and I said, I tell you right now, I don't even want to meet this guy because he moves around too much. I said, it doesn't matter how many ministries you've been in, the Lord wants to know how faithful you can be with the one you can. I almost danced. That's almost worth a dance. I'll show you this. It's all in the Word of God. All in the Word of God. Who can find a faithful man? So let me give you these points that God has given me as we've been doing through this series, as we had an opportunity to talk to these warriors if we had an opportunity to say, Adino, how did you face overwhelming odds? He showed us how to do it. When we asked Eleazar, how did he overcome weariness? And if that's you, you need to watch that message and study that word and that'll help you. He showed us how to do that. Well, if we would ask Shama, if we would say, Shama, what were you thinking? Defending a little patch, a little portion of land of beans. Like, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? Everybody else left. The Lord told me to tell you this. He would tell us because little compromises always lead to big defeats. Shama would say, I tell you why I didn't give up that little piece of land, because it's a compromise. And one thing I've learned serving God, that if I gave up a little bit of that piece of land to the enemy, he would be right back the next week. Well, now he's got a stronghold, and now he'd be coming for my livestock. Wow, that's, true. that's the kingdom principle. That's a secret to success. Things we don't talk about too much in church no more, like sanctification and holiness, when I was a youth pastor, we was always would, would talk about that to young people and about guarding your purity. Which, flip it around, if it's not a big deal, why does the devil want it so bad? Right. Yeah. If giving away your purity and sleeping with anybody who wants you want to is like the norm, it's not worth defending, then why do they want it so bad? Why is the number one thing that causes ratings to go up in a reality show? Why does the devil want these beans so much? Because he knows he don't care about beans. The devil don't want those lentils. He wants more territory in your life, in your family, in your health, in your mind, in your marriage. He says, "Just I don't got to be all in there. No one falls in adultery overnight. It starts with a little bit of conversation that goes a little too long with that co-worker and start telling them a little bit more details than you should. It's about looking at that video a little bit too long. It's about watching it instead of flipping it when the Holy Ghost says, What you doing? It's about lingering too long at that one little thing, and next thing you know, you start losing your praise. You start losing your desire to get into the Word. You don't even want to go to church. It's, it's that faithfulness is starting to just fade. It's the little compromises that always lead to big defeats. No one, the Bible describes falling away as drifting. It's drifting slowly. I used to work at the marina and we would always be out there and we were working. We would be by a buoy and my boss, I was was a deckhand. He would say, keep your eyes on that buoy. He'd put it in neutral and he would go to work trying to rescue that boat we were doing. And my job was to watch that buoy. I was getting paid $12 an hour. That was a lot of money back in 1988, by the way. All I had to do was keep my eyes on that buoy. Why? Because the natural current of the water, its purpose is to just cause you to drift if you're not anchored, if you're not centered and focused on the one thing. And we live in a society where the enemy's waves are coming like crazy and trying to get us off our spot and get us off of where God's planted us and get our eyes off our merit and the value of those lentils and trying to get our eyes on everything else. And next thing you know, You've gone drifted on the shallow ground, and you've ruined your boat, and you got to call Marine Emergency Service and pay $120 a minute for them to come get you. And that was in the late 80s. There's a cost with drifting. And you never know how far you have drifted until you start your way back. I love what Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, when he talked about compromises, he says it like this. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. I could go three hours on this one verse because it's that. It's the living word of God. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. We love talking about the big, hot topics in culture. And we will stand for the unborn and pro-life. And Those are the big ones. We do know that God's designed for marriage. We know these big things. But oftentimes you find it's the little sins, the little attitudes, the little behaviors that we excuse and even defend that end up having the impact on our future. In fact, in Proverbs, I think it's 6, 7, 8, right in there, it says these six things are an abomination to God. Yes, seven are. And there's not abortion named in one of them. Homosexuality's not even mentioned. You know what's mentioned in that list that God hates? Gossip. Lying tongue. Pride. The look of pride. The things that we boast about in our culture. We hey, if you are if you are talented, if we, we will in our culture we overlook character. Talent trumps character. Tonight in the game, as long as you win the game, as long as you do whatever, Patrick Mahomes is gonna pay the entire Kansas City Chiefs team all week if they don't party while they're in Vegas. He made a pledge that he will take the entire fifty-two roster back to Vegas after the Super Bowl for a party. That's how much he's won in this game. He knows either while they're in Vegas, they're all partying. He said, I want you to win the game. I don't like them. I want them to lose anyway. But here's the thing. If the church would have half of that kind of focus and say, while I'm in this planet Earth, I'm not going to be dabbling in things that can ruin my witness for God. Because one day I'm going to party like there ain't no party. Because there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Come on, somebody. I'm going to keep my focus on the game, Pastor Eddie. Keep my focusing on the game. Paul said it like this. If when you're uh, in warfare and you're a soldier in war, no one entangles themselves with the place that they're at, but they're there for an, an assignment to defend people. And Paul said, we also are like soldiers. Don't get off the mission. But these little foxes, i got to go with this. There's other points that the Lord, that Shama wants to share with us from this teaching. But Solomon, I looked at this. And I was going to tell you about what I did 26 years ago to keep the little foxes out. I got saved. I got rid of the stuff, poured out the drugs and the alcohol, ripped the posters off my wall that I stole off all the liquor stores in Detroit and, and all of this stuff. And I, I got rid of that stuff, right? Because I was not letting any compromises, even got rid of some of that, that music. Come on, somebody. That would end up stirring and awaken that darkness in me. But let me tell you, 26 years later, that's a long time. That's older than this whole section. My point is this, 26 years later, Pastor Eddie still has to keep his eye on the little foxes. And the thing I love about this, and man, I I love this. Let me just give it to you and I'll move on. You know what else this analogy represented that King Solomon was saying? That little foxes will spoil the vine, not because they eat the vine, but foxes take all the attention and energy away from tending to the crops and tending to the field. The the tenders and the uh, owners of the land have to chase these little foxes all through the vineyard day, every morning, every day, chasing these little foxes. And the Lord said, "Here's here's the problem with many of my people. They know they need to be in the Word. And no, they're not out here and know any big sin, but they're chasing little foxes and it's taking valuable, precious time where they need to be spending with me and in my Word and before me and listening to what I want to say. And they're running their energy after this fox chasing foxes. Chasing foxes. Tell your neighbor, don't be chasing no foxes. Don't be chasing them foxes. They spoil the vine. So after 28, 26 years, let I me mean, just this is what I do. I've learned to be two things quick to forgive and quick to repent. I gotta move on, but you need to write that down. This is how you do this is what 26 years clean and sober and loving it looks like. And this is how you do it. Notice I said clean and sober and loving it. Because there's a difference. Because I've learned to be quick to forgive because people's gonna offend you. People, you're gonna pour your life and heart into some people and they're gonna talk about you like a dog. They're gonna turn on you. It's going to happen. It happened to Jesus. It happened to the apostles. And James tells us, we all offend one another with our tongue. All, oh, that means you two. Tell them next to you, it's you too. they They're still writing down foxes, but hey, be have patience with them. <laughs> quick to forgive. Quick to forgive and quick to repent could to repent. David was at that place, this man that taught these men how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There was a time in his life where his boss turned on him, his boss, and was trying to kill him and shipwreck his career. And he wanted to get him back and he had an opportunity and he took a knife while he was in there taking a nap or whatever he was doing. And he cut a piece of his garment off just so he could brag later and go, I could have killed you. That was what was happening in, in your Bible. That's why I love the Bible. The Bible's not boring. You're boring, amen. <laughs> he cut that piece off. I'm trying to let the cameras be able to see me for our online folks. They cut, he cut that piece off. And listen, the Bible says that when he did that, because his attitude wasn't correct, that his heart smote him. He was so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that when, imagine if you could just have that kind of sensitivity to the things of the Spirit. When you're listening to that song, I know the beat is like, oh, the beat of movie. The beat's always sweet. I come from the 80s. That's when music was real. I come from hip hop, baby. That was the real deal. My Adidas. Come on, I mean, those beats swept the nation because of the beats. And a lot of that music is, you know, in the 90s ruined everything. I'm just gonna tell you that. We went from hip hop to straight out of Compton. It's a brother that'll smother your mother. And it's like, whoa, whoa. But many didn't even catch it. They're still going, yeah, my Adidas. Because the beat will deceive you, my friend. It's the lyrics. I'm all over the place today. Just go with me. (laughs) Them lyrics begin to drop in there. Next thing you know, you start having these thoughts. How would you like to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit when you're listening to that? The Holy Spirit goes, what you doing, boy? You can't be doing that, talking about getting high and calling female girls bees and and blankety-blank, this and that. And and, then Sunday talking about, speak Jesus to your family. Jesus to your body, Jesus over every whatever else it says in there. How many else forget the words when you're on your way home? You know what I learned to do? Make them up. Come on, somebody, just make them up. Make them up. Unless you're with some family members who correct you and won't mention who they are, but they're over here. But how many would love to be that sense of the Holy Spirit when you're watching a video that you shouldn't be and the Holy Ghost goes, hey, hey. And you're like, this is what I pray that happens. You remember this one point, little compromises lead, always lead to big defeats. 26 years later, that's why this boy right here still guards my heart for out of it flows the issues of life. I know that's our life group leaders that are, unpacking this. We'll really have fun on that one. Let's go. The second part that Shama would tell us. Y'all got time? The first one was why he defended the, the little lentils. This one tells us how to be faithful. Shama would say, this is how you be faithful. This is the application part. I mean, there's already application. Everybody. This is what he would say. This is how I did it. It's in verse 12. Second Samuel 23, 12. It says that everybody else ran. Everybody else said, it's no big deal, Pastor Eddie. It's just N.W.A. It's no big deal. It's no big deal, you know, if we go out, you know. It's no big deal if we do this and we do that. we do. It's no big deal. Everybody else ran. I'm not defending beans. But Shama was like, hold up. He stationed himself in the middle of the field. I love it in the middle. He, got, he wasn't like halfway. You can't even tell if I'm defending it or not. Sometimes the devil don't even know if we're saved. We're so worldly. Come on, somebody. We're we're so much on the edge of where God has us. We just want, just in case, it's like that story of that little boy. We had our grandson for the last couple days while Miranda was uh, giving birth to our beautiful granddaughter, who is, by the way, home and healthy. Thank you for your prayers. Amen. We got Jeff and Tammy on the front row. I meant to give you a shout-out. I'm going 100. I had two cups of coffee, brother. I'm going they're here from Carolinas, and we love being with the family, but had our grandson, man, and he, he just flops soul. He slept in the bed with us. I know he wasn't supposed to, but he did. Anyway, and, but he's moving all over the place, and he got up in the middle of the night. And I saw him. He's staring at me. It's all dark. <laughs> I know he's going, who is this? I said, hey, bud. Hey, bud. Go to sleep. And he went, <laughs> but I said that because there's, there's an old story about this boy kept rolling out of bed. And he told his dad, he said, man, I keep falling out of my bed. And he you know, it was a big problem. And his dad came up and watched him and saw what the problem was. And he said, boy, this is why you keep falling out of the bed, because you're sleeping on the edge. You haven't went far enough in the middle of the bed. And I think that is so prophetic to so many Christians. The reason why we keep falling all the time and compromise, because we're on the edge. God is wanting you to roll all the way over. Come on, 2024, it's time to get all in. Roll back in the center of that bad boy. So when you do sleep, and when you're, you, know, you have those times, you ain't going to fall all the way out of the bed. Help us, Jesus. Preaching all over the place. He stationed himself in the middle of the field. The word station there, I had to look it up. I love looking up these words, right? It gives us more insight. It means simply the first definition, to stay put. Shama would say to be faithful with the few, it requires a stay put attitude. This is how you be faithful with the few, is you got to have a stay put attitude. We live in a society of quitting, of quitters, man. It's just as soon as it gets tough, we quit. Soon as it gets, I mean, I love the bean patch, but when the enemy came, hey, I didn't love it that much. And many people treat their marriage like that. Many people treat their families like that. Many people treat their commitments like that, even their commitments with the Lord. But he stood in the midst and and said, I am gonna be defending it. I, I have a stay put attitude. God is looking for people today that have a stay-put attitude, that will stay put. Listen, in your marriage, if your marriage is having problems, let me tell you today, plant your feet in the middle of that marriage and say, I'm going to stay put until God brings a great victory. I don't care if you've been through a tragedy and you just got some pieces left of your life and you're like this shama with a little bit of beans and you are going, what do I got left? What do I have? I'm telling you, fight for what's left. Station yourself there and say, I will not give up this patch. I'm going to stay put. Tell your neighbor, stay put. Stay put. Stay put in our parenting. Stay put in your calling and in your faith. Stay put where God has put you and grow and blossom and find out how, God, I can do this. Since it's the Super Bowl, I thought of this great quote by Vince Lombardi. He's the, own, he's the name of the trophy that whoever wins, I forget who's playing, is going to lift up. But Vince, Vince Lombardi is a great coach. This is biblical. Look what he said. Once you learn how to quit, it becomes a habit. And that's in the Bible. Um, that's the teaching of the Bible. Once you learn how to quit, once you learn, oh, I quit on this relationship, I quit on that, I quit on that, you're going to learn. It becomes a habit. It becomes a habit when I first begin to work. I come from a family, it was a hard working family. My mom, my dad, my grandma, my grandma Patterson used to always say, this is what she would always tell us grandkids, you know, I worked for that restaurant for nine years as a waitress, and she, Steve A. here, he'd finish it for me. She would say, and I never missed one day of work. That is like uh, incredible today, right? She would always say, I worked nine years at that that diner and I never missed one day. I said, never one day? Granny said, nope, not one day. I mean, just hard work. My grandpa, a farmer, Grandpa Patterson, he'd pick up a bale of hay with one hand and throw it up on that ledge up there. He just strong, hard-working farmers. My dad at the auto company, workers at the company, you know, making cars. And I grew up with that context, and I remember it made me want to work. I had to get a worker's permit to enter the workforce. That's how bad I wanted to work. And then once I got my job at McDonald's, I wanted to quit. (laughs) McDonald's is the hardest job I ever had in my life, flipping them regs. Are you crazy at lunchtime? Oh, but I remember my, my family wouldn't let me quit. And listen, we got a culture of quitters today. And it's, it's leaked into our faith. Here we are, February, second week from Vision Sunday. Are you still believing God for mountains to be moved? Are you still believing that God's gonna finish what he started? It's a week later. You see that? We, 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 it's like the norm for us to quit what God is doing It's God is looking at who will last the longest. It's about being faithful. Look at these scriptures in Matthew. Jesus said, but the one who lasts to the end will be saved. Look at that. Faithfulness. Look at James. James says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast. There's that word, faithful, during temptation. For when he has stood the test, he will then receive the crown of life. That's standing during temptation. Listen, if you have fallen, this is also how you be faithful when you fall. Get back up. Get back up. I had a woman ask me one time, Pastor Reddy, man, you know, I preached a message, something like this. And she said, she came to me with tears in her eyes. She said, I was once on fire for God. Pastor Reddy, I was in there. My family was watching and everything was going good. And I messed up. I messed up. Tears. She was so hurt. And she said, what do I tell my kids? What do I do? How do I, how do I start again? And I said, let them see you get back up. Let them see you get back up. Faithfulness is the most important characteristic I'm telling you in the Christian life. Even those of you that don't have, don't have your family with you here today, you may not be perfect, but I guarantee they see you get up, go to church every Sunday. They see you log on every Sunday and you give God the first day of the week, the first morning. We could be doing anything today. It's Sunday. In this weather, too, you could even wash your car. But we're in the house of God. Why? Because we're wanting to be faithful. We're wanting to teach our kids that we go to church, we, we follow God. But the Bible says the closer we get to the return of Christ, Jesus even said, when I return to earth, will I find faith? Will I find people believing? In those parables he told at the end of his ministry, about who was the faithful servant. He just honed in on faithfulness, like back to back to back to back. You don't gotta be perfect. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for faithfulness. And the last thing that I wanna say, and this is really what we're gonna, closing, no, not even gonna say it. Here we go. This is really the best part because we've been talking about our faithfulness so far standing in the field, defending that little field, standing in your marriage, standing in your relationship, whatever kind of family you have. You may have a family that is dysfunctional and has been through some stuff, but you know what? Let me remind you with your family that God's given you. (laughs) The enemy always tries to get our eyes off of what God's given us. He'll try to get your eyes off. Fellas, he'll get your eyes off your wife and start, oh yeah, my wife, you know, don't look like this and look like that well, you don't look like no Casanova yourself, brother. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Come on, somebody. Come on. All, right. all the ladies are like, preach it! <laughs> Women be doing all this Pilates and all that stuff and we're sitting there, yeah, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Rob Bass had it right. It takes two to make a thing go. Okay, that's my bad. Who's Rob Bass? Look him up. We've been talking about doing our faithfulness, but the story says that when Shama stood and defended it, the Lord brought about a great victory. Let's talk about God's faithfulness. The third thing he would say, Shammah would say, I was faithful with that little patch because being faithful is the key that will bring uh, the f- blessing, will always bring God's blessing and favor. Being faithful with the few will always bring God's blessing. You want God's blessing and favor over your life in 2020. How many want God's favor over your life? Let me tell you something about favor. I would rather have favor than a million dollars. And if you would disagree with that, two things. One, you got your eyes on money. And number two, you don't understand the favor of God. Mary gave birth to the Messiah, not because she was perfect, not because she was rich. The Bible says because she found Favor, you can be a janitor at a Fortune 500 company, and have the blessing and favor of God on your life, mopping those floors, and be more prosperous and blessed in your soul and in your emotions, and in all these other areas than the owner himself of that company. If you've got the favor of God, favor, I would have favor. God has given us favor. That's how you see people ask you, "How did you get you know their church and all of that?" Listen, I preached to empty seats for years. You talk about being faithful, Where's my youth at, some of y'all are here, remember the youth house, critters running up in the attic, we had, I would put out 30 chairs even though we had six kids, 30 chairs, and I'd preach my heart out to those 30 chairs, swapping flies and everything at the same time, a little critter would run over here and Alyssa would be like, just get your mind over here. One time a deer, a flock of herd of deer on Savage Road ran in front of I lost the whole class. We will not want Let's go outside. <laughs> Teenagers it's like, squirrel! It's over. So now we're outside, and I'm trying to teach, and I forget it. talk about deer. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul thirsts for you, O oh Lord. Welcome to youth ministry, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. You be faithful. You be faithful. I went to so many conferences with Jenny Mayo, who's like the guru of youth ministry, right? She's in her 60s and still has the largest youth group in, in the nation. Ron Luce, these guys, and they would preach to these guys. They come from mega churches, you know, and they had like 100 people. We didn't even have 100 people in our church. And they had 100 youth. And I'm there with Melinda and a couple of our youth. And there he's talking about, and I always heard this, though. Be faithful with what you have. I got so tired of hearing that, though. Let me be honest with you. I got so tired. I'm, I am faithful. What else? God said, hey, I need you to be faithful because I love you, but can I trust you? Being faithful shows God that we can be trusted. Throw that last scripture up in Luke. Jesus said it like this. He who is faithful with very little can be Trusted with much. God said, I want to make sure you're not gonna lose your ever-loving mind. Because you, you know, you, you, some of the stuff you say and how you run around, sometimes I gotta test to see if you're gonna handle a crowd. <laughs> oh, I wife's like, amen, amen. I'm not the best in the world. I know that. I'm not the there's preachers that can preach circles around me. But one thing I've learned is to be faithful with the few. It's to love those lentils as if it's your best, as if it's a million dollars. And you remain faithful with that little bit. The Lord is gonna say to all of us one day, throw that Matthew. I know I'm all over the place, Larry, but follow me. Matthew 25 says this. This is how we're all gonna hear this on our day when we stand before God. I hope we hear this. He's either this or depart from me, I never knew you. I like this one better. His Lord will say to him, Who? The faithful servant. Well done. So, first of all, you got to do something. I'm listening to this service. Eddie, did you sign up for nothing? No. Are you serving God anywhere? No. Are you sharing your faith? No. Are you doing anything for God? I'm praying about it. How can he say, Well done? Come on, Holy Ghost. Well done, faithful servant, for you were faithful over a few. You were faithful with that one kid I gave you. You showed them whether or not they serve God, but were you faithful? Because Cain and Abel didn't serve God. Adam and Eve didn't follow God. They messed up too, but God was faithful. He, we're not going to be held responsible for what our kids do. We're going to be held responsible for how faithful we were to our kids in presenting them the things of God showing them that we serve God. When we do fail, how to get back up. When we do blow it, how to repent and stand before the Lord. Faithful with a few, I will give you much. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I hope we all hear that. You know why it's such a big deal with God to be faithful? Yeah, it shows that we can be trusted. But let me tell you this, it also shows that we care. Shama, it showed that Shama cared over those lentils. And what is our problem a lot of time? We really don't don't care and value sometimes the things God has given us, our faith, our freedoms, the things that we have as a nation. We went to South Africa, and I'm gonna try to close with this, amen. We went to South Africa, amazing trip. We built a stru- steel structure for a church that's been waiting 30 years for a building. 30 years they've been waiting. Went through several pastors and that vision just kept on carrying over. And they waited and thankfully, it was God's timing. And I'm glad he did because I got to be a part of it. I, I just it was amazing. But they delivered the medal uh, two weeks. I think it was two weeks earlier before we got there. And in the city of Klerksdorp is... It's got a lot of crime, a lot of thievery, a lot of, of violence, you know, a lot of crime going on. So they would have stole the medal in a heartbeat. When there was a young man, and I remember him because his name was Timothy, young Timothy. Clerksdorp church, he, he loved that church, young man. He slept there every single night for two weeks so he could keep an eye on that medal. And when I say he slept, it wasn't in a hotel with his Wi-Fi. He's on a dirt floor, people, a dirt floor for two weeks in a garage-looking building. And I remember after we got the—so no one would steal one little sheet of metal. And I remember when we got it all up, I saw him and uh, Brother uh, Victor over there. I don't know what they were saying, but I pretty much from looking at it, I think Victor had his arm on him, Timothy, and I can pretty sure say he was saying, thank you for caring enough to be faithful with the few because look at what it looks like when God puts it all together. And can I tell you that some of you are in the middle of a pea patch today and it looks like lentils, it smells like lentils, and it doesn't look worth defending, and you're in a mess. But I'm here to tell you today, if you will just remain faithful, when God begins to put things together, oh hallelujah. When God begins to pull things over here and He began when our church began to grow and people begin to come from everywhere, I begin our heart was just so full and watching what was happening, but in a weird way, I knew what was gonna happen because I've been praying and believing so long for it and God began to just add and stretch our circle of influence. He's gonna do that same thing for you. He just needs one thing from you, to be faithful, to stay put, fighting, station yourself in the middle. I don't know what this message is speaking to you about, what you need to stand. Get rid of those little foxes and those little compromises. Come on, clean it up. Clean it up, church. Clean it up. Clean up your entertainment. Come on, clean up your mouth. Let's clean it up. Let's clean up how we talk about people. That's, that's someone that God died for. That, that's God's people. And, and, you know, I think the reason why we've lost some of these big battles is because we've lost so many little battles. We'll fight somebody. Keep Christ in Christmas when we don't even have the Christ in a Christian. And how can we impact the world when we're looking at somebody who has like that, that's living that life, and we have lost it with these little compromises, and we've lost it in, these, in the area of our attitudes, and we're not like Christ at all, and we're wanting God to bring a great victory. God says, uh-uh, you need to station yourself. Don't allow the devil to get one little inch anymore of your life, of your attitude, of your thought life. Get rid of that and defend what I've given you. Act like you love it. Act like you value what I've given you. And watch me bring a great victory. Come on, if you believe that, stand to your feet today. Hallelujah. All over this place as the worship team comes, we begin to close out this message and service today. Faithful with the few. Faithful with the few. I, I, I know some of you have been faithful with the few. And I'm telling you that God's getting ready to bring things together. Like that last point, his faithfulness is getting ready. He's kicking in. And when God shows up, he shows up suddenly. I'm telling you, that's that suddenly they were in the upper room. Come on. Suddenly. This church began to explode suddenly. I begin to, you know, God, when he touches something, it happens. It just goes like this. It begins to suddenly happen. And some of you are right on the brink. I know you are. It don't look like it. No, oh, no, no, it didn't look like it. People looked at Shama laughing at Shama for standing in that little field of beans. But he stationed himself as the warrior that he was. He didn't realize that in the heavenlies there were angels standing right on the side of him saying, I was just waiting for somebody to make a stand over these little beings. And the Bible says that he began to take those enemies out. It was a whole troop. It was a whole bunch of them. And actually, another scripture says David did join him. But he's highlighted because he started it by standing. God's not expecting you to do it all. He's just looking for somebody to station themselves and to be faithful and say, God, you can come. My family might have blew it, but I'm not going to blow it. My mom and dad didn't serve you, but I'm going to serve you. Come on, I might have messed up this past couple of months and I'm not living for you like I know I should, but I'm getting rid of these little foxes and I'm starting to get it together and I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus. How many here said, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Amen, amen. Well, hallelujah. Let me pray over you. Let's just slow down. Let's just stop. Just bow your heads right now. They're starting to sing. I'm going to ask our, worship, our uh, altar team to come and get in place and position to pray. I thought the Holy Spirit just ministered to you right now. I don't know where you are in this message, what you need, what the, whole, what the Holy Spirit highlighted. I'm not sure. Let me start with this. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you may be religious, you may be a good person, but you don't know Christ. Come on, you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Your sins need to be forgiven. You need to start with saying, I surrender my life to you, Jesus, today. And today's the day to do that. And i love to see if there's anybody here that needs to surrender their life to Jesus. Before we go any further, say, if that's me, I'm ready to say yes to Jesus. If that's you, you lift your hand up real high in this church? I don't care. Come on. Lift your hand. Say, that's me. Pray for me. Amen. I see it in the back. Anyone else? Pray for me today. Anybody else? Amen. I see that hand. Anybody else? Lift it high. I, I, I don't care. I'm not ashamed. I need Jesus. I want Jesus today. Amen. Another one in the back. Another one over here. God bless you, four of you. Any, those of you that are at home, you need to surrender your life to Jesus. Put your name in there. In the chat, say, pray for me, I surrender today. This is beautiful. I love this. This is worth me getting out of bed and getting up coming here, is this right here. There's people saying yes to Jesus. In a minute, I'm gonna ask you to come, but right now, if you're here today, and this message is spoken to you, I know that probably everybody's got something out of this message. But if you need some help standing, you want some prayer today, I want to encourage you to come out of your seat. Come up as we sing one more song. Let us pray for you in these altars. This is what we do at our church. We, we respond to the message. We fill these altars. And I want you to come if you need prayer today. Are you standing by yourself? You need prayer to stay standing. Come and get prayer. If you have a marriage thing, you come with your couples. I don't care. However you want to come, come today. We're going to sing one more song. If you re- want to receive Jesus and you lifted your hand, this is the time. Come on down. Come on down. Let us pray for you today. Amen. Give give a hand clap. Encourage him. Come on. Don't be afraid. Come. 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 If you need prayer, I want you to come forward. Come. Our altar team is going to meet you. Meet you. Come on. Come. Can I get prayer? Come and get prayer. Come on. You need to be faithful. You need some help today to be faithful with the few. Come. You need prayer. The rest of you, come on. Can we worship together? The rest of us just begin to worship as we pray under the rock come on thank you Lord those of you who are at home I pray in Jesus name I know you can hear me really good and I pray for you right now if you are wavering at all in your in your stance I want to encourage you to stand strong stand strong where you are and don't give up. the Lord is going to bring a great victory. Just name just picture yourself like shama stand in the center of that field well amen and amen i pray that message was a blessing to you that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the lord that's our prayer at river of life that every time you tune in and god speaks directly to your heart Well, This is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.